it's time for you all to wake up and shift your paradigm. This world is the kingdom of darkness and we are living in its last days. It won't be long before the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. The heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat and the earth and everything therein shall be burnt up. The Luciferian elite have been setting up the new world order and now they've established the globalist beast system for the rise of that wicked one and revealing of the man of sin who comes after the workings of Satan. Don't take my word for it. Read the Bible and you'll know that perilous times shall come in the last days. And we are in the last days. It begin. Thank <laughs> you. 
2.7 million people who wear our country's uniform, active, guard, and reserve, comprise the finest military in the history of the world. They stand ready to face down any threat, anytime, anywhere. In uh, the summer of 2005, I saw a documentary that was broadcast on the BBC. It had been made in Canada by Sarah Goodman and uh, been funded by a Canadian broadcast company. Um, it won Best uh, Documentary. Um, quite frankly, the people that put this film together deserve more than just a Best Documentary prize. They, they, they deserve uh, the Nobel Peace Prize. Because uh, this uh, movie, its original title is Build Me Up, Build Me Down, showed in the aftermath of 911 that the Pentagon were basically taking in recruits, basically their, their, their children, and um, brainwashing them in these army camps and turning them into ill-equipped, uh, immature killing machines. Lopez, stop. Now, at one point in this film, we see um, a sign saying infantry. And, of course, infant is a child. And we hear on the soundtrack uh, this whole group of trainees shouting, I want to kill somebody. How does that fit in with democracy? Uh, how is it uh, democratic to use taxpayers' money to train children to shout at the tops of their voices, I want to kill somebody. That's not democratic. If they shout, I want to defend somebody, yes, that's democratic. But I want to kill somebody, that is uh, demonic. Well, if you want to search for the Antichrist, I suggest you start at the Pentagon. Now, if you look at a satanic pentagram, every Masonic lodge and every church of Satan somewhere in the building has a five-pointed satanic pentagram. And if you look at the satanic pentagram in the center of the pentagram, you see a pentagon. And the Pentagon building itself is a grandiose piece of occult architecture. And the United States and indeed many cities around the world are full 
of occult buildings. Um, the Pentagon is orientated towards the north. This traditionally, in magic terms, is the point on the compass where the god of war, or the spirits of war, are invoked at the north point of the compass. If you look at an aerial picture of the pentagon, you'll see that it's a pentagon, inside a pentagon, inside a pentagon, inside a pentagon. And this is symbolic of the way secret societies set themselves up with an outer circle of members, and then you have the inner circle, and then you have the inner core. Washington, D.C is a fascinating place to explore once you've learnt the signs and all the symbols of Freemasonry and uh, satanic groups such as uh, the OTO. What Washington DC is, is fashioned after an Egyptian necropolis. And an Egyptian necropolis in the ancient era of Egypt, uh, the pharaonic dynasty of Egypt, um, an Egyptian necropolis is a temple for the dead. And what Washington DC is, um, is a modern version of an ancient Egyptian temple for the dead, but this is now a temple of death. And uh, if you want to look for satanic inspired architecture, look no further than the Washington Monument. Um, it's proportioned after the giant obelisks of Egypt, and its height above ground is 555 feet. But it's anchored, obviously, in, into the ground uh, just over 100 feet deep the foundation uh, runs, 111 feet, about 20% of the uh, height of the overall building above ground. If you add 20% onto 555, you end up with 666. The Washington Monument is 666 feet in totality. The other aspects of Washington DC are typically Masonic. Um, the small roads within the parklands uh, surrounding the White House uh, have been exposed as uh, making up the shape of an owl, which is the symbol of uh, Bohemian Grove in California, the Bohemian Club. Um, an owl uh, sitting on the top of a pyramid, and of course the pyramid is uh, one of the symbols that was uh, used by the Bavarian Illuminati. And the whole of Washington DC is this modern temple for death. And the death management center is the Pentagon.
The book of Revelation warns of an age of destruction, where planet Earth will be writhing in pain like a mother giving birth. The book of Revelation prophesies the birth of the Antichrist, who will emerge to wield great political power across the planet. The plan of the Antichrist is very simple. Famine, plague, war, total annihilation of all living creatures. There will not be just one Antichrist. The Antichrist will be assisted by many minor Antichrists. These minor Antichrists herald the era of the Supreme Antichrist, the premier son of Satan, who will spread terror in the name of peace. In the Bible texts, we see that the Antichrist will seek to kill the coming Messiah. This will be done, apparently, by mass killings of children around the world. Famine, pestilence, plague and war will be used to kill thousands of children each day. In actual fact, before our very eyes, every day, 26,000 children die from starvation and preventable diseases such as the common cold. Politicians are advancing a global plan, the plan of the Antichrist. This is the doctrine of Lucifer, which Freemasons, Knights Templar, and members of the Illuminati Global Network of Secret Societies follow. Their goal is the total spiritual and ecological destruction of the world. They use advanced technology to spy on and kill whoever gets in their way. The Illuminati is a global network of witch covens, black magicians and Freemasons. They use a secret code of numbers and words to communicate the plan to one another. They hold rituals right in the heart of the British Parliament and Washington DC. The Illuminati have designed the United States as the headquarters for their barbarous plan to bring about 
the apocalyptic prophecies of the Antichrist. This film is the true story of the Luciferian elite, the true history of the ancient Illuminati who have created a global fascist dictatorship. This is the true plan of those who serve the Antichrist. Once you have learnt the techniques used by the Illuminati-controlled media and understood the significance of their rituals, you will have the power to stop the Antichrist conspiracy. You were both in Skull and Bones, the secret society. It's so secret we can't talk about it. What does that mean for America? The conspiracy theorists are going to go wild. I'm sure they are. I don't know. I haven't N seen the web. Number 322. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go, you and George Bush are, were both members of Skull and Bones, the secret society at Yale. <laughs> the rule is if someone mentions Skull and Bones, you walk out of the room. If you're both, in a, presidential, get rid of me here, you're both in a presidential debate and the moderator says Skull and Bones, do you both leave the podiums? I doubt it. You'll hang in there. I think you'll see both of us uh, have a terrific... You know, I'd love to have a debate with the president right now. If this were a dictatorship, it'd be a heck of a lot easier. <laughs> Just so long as I'm the dictator. This evilarchy does exist. And that the eye on the pyramid is the eye not only of Horus, but the eye of Lucifer. And if you take a look at the symbology in London, you take a look at the Illuminati Luxor Hotel in Las Vegas, you take a look at structures all over the world, they have told us what they are doing. They have identified themselves. We are identifying the enemy. We have identified the enemy. Symbols are used by Masonic lodges, witch covens, Satanists and alchemists to directly access parts of the brain which respond to strong shapes and colors. Just as the saying goes, a picture paints a thousand words, so magical symbols can be used to convey a multi-layered message or command. The use of symbols to convey the desire or will of the magician is generally referred to as sigil magic.
To make a magical sigil, you first write down your desire or spell. You then remove all vowels and all repeating consonant letters. You then rearrange the remaining letters into an easily remembered symbol. This symbol or sigil contains the original spell. Sigils are often found in company logos. Every time you watch television, visit the supermarket, or walk the street, your subconscious is bombarded with sigils. In fact, you are living in one giant sigil. What it says in the book of Revelations is that the number of the beast is 666. That every barcode, except for postal barcodes, on this planet contains the number 666. And did you know that? Do you want me to show you? Yeah. Just, just stop the camera a second, I'll get a barcode <laughs> from somewhere. You've got three sets in, in effect of double lines, one in the middle, one on the side. And those double lines represent the number six in barcode technology. So you've got six, six, six. Yes. On every single commercial barcode, every product. Every single barcode on this planet has got 666 in it. And that is millions and trillions of products. Six there, six in the middle, and six on that side. And that's it, surrounded by 666, the number of the beast, the mark of the beast. Manly P. Hall was a high-ranking Freemason who wrote The Secret Teachings of All Ages. He states that the radiation symbol is a Masonic sigil used in accepted rite Freemasonry, which represents the success of our combined plan for world domination.
magical symbols or sigils can also be conveyed using hand signals. In her book, Transformation of America, author Kathy O'Brien claims that she was the victim of a mind control program run by the CIA. She claims that George Bush Sr. used ancient magical hand signals to directly control her subconscious mind. She also claims that Bill Clinton was under mind control. In covertly recorded off-air transmissions from the Bush-Clinton presidential election campaign in the 1990s, we can see that Bill Clinton was nothing more than a puppet to the puppet masters which placed him in the White House. Bill Clinton's demeanor seems to be similar to a person who is under a hypnotic trance. Can we do any more? Can we do some more? Can we do some more? Can we do some more final questions? Call it. We've done all the time already, right? There. Lampy, Missouri was a place where I heard George Bush and Bill Clinton talking. I, where from, from the point of view I had, they certainly were friends, and they didn't recognize any party lines between them. That's something for the, you know, a smoke and mirrors illusion for the public. It's not something they adhere to because they had exactly the same agenda, and that was for bringing in this new world order. I heard George Bush talking at that time. He was talking to, to Bill Clinton, and, and I've since photographically recorded it and, and wrote it verbatim in our book that when the American people became disillusioned with Republicans leading them into the New World Order, that Bill Clinton, as a Democrat, was going to be put into the office of president. This was decided in 1984. Actually, I'd heard about it even prior to that. But that, as of 1984, they were already discussing it as an absolute fact. So I wanted to finish the thought here. That's the one break we have to hit live and around the world, but it's hard to believe we're being watched in 151 countries. <laughs> Crazy. Ted Turner changed the world. He's a big fan of yours. He would uh, serve you, Captain. You know what I mean? I don't know. Only surprise. He's ready. What's he got left in the game? I don't know. After you're elected, think about it. No dope. That's for sure. <laughs> Great guy to work with. Remember that every single man, woman, and child in the state of South Carolina awakens to a freer, safer world because of George Bush. I would remind people that every single morning we all awaken to a safer, freer world because of George Bush. And Nicole, I would remind you and the people of Florence that all of us awaken 
every single day to a freer, safer world because of George Bush. They themselves awaken every single day to a freer, safer world because of George Bush. Brainwashing, hypnosis, and even surgical manipulation of the human brain has all been researched thoroughly by the CIA. To provide an objective record of a subject's behavior, she's filmed before treatment and again after treatment, and the two films placed side by side. Notice how the subject before treatment, in the picture on the right, holds onto the chair as she moves. Notice the difference in posture, the greater effort required to rise from the chair, the longer time needed to complete the simple task. He would uh, cut the skin, take the skin flap back, roll it back. He would then literally remove the skull, the top part of the skull. The patient all this time is under a local anesthetic, completely conscious. From my own point of view, the most unexpected uh, finding was to discover that an elect a mild electrical current applied to the surface of the brain causes a patient to have a memory from his own past sometimes. Good. Make it one volt, please. One volt. Yeah. Is it one volt? I heard what one sounded volt. like an orchestra playing, and I asked the nurse where it was coming from. Where's and she said. What music? And I said, well, that music. And then it stopped. And then I stimulated it again, you remember, and asked you about it, and you hummed it. Will you hum it now? You remember it? Yes. Go ahead. Da, 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 da. <laughs> The Soviet secret police and their offspring in Eastern Europe and China have presented the world with a series of public trials at which prisoners, including some Americans, calmly and apparently without coercion made confessions of unbelievable crimes, espionage, sabotage, treason. To Western observers, these confessions have been so bewildering that a belief has grown that the communists have perfected some mysterious, irresistible technique for manipulating human behavior.
the ancient kingdom of Tibet, situated high in the Himalaya mountains. Tibet is a culture based on compassion. Tibet is being systematically destroyed by America's most favored nation, communist China. Buddhist monks are being slaughtered and there is wholesale torture of nuns and monks who defy the Chinese military. My brother-in-law and I were arrested together and marched around in front of our village. Then the Chinese shot him in the head and his blood splattered all over me. The Chinese said, So you call for His Holiness the Dalai Lama and call on America for help. But where are they? Will anyone help you? If you obey China, your path will be smooth. If you don't, watch what happens to these two. The Tibetan people are suffering immeasurably under the Chinese. Countless beatings and killings. And though the Chinese say there is freedom of religion, they don't allow us to practice our faith.
The Free Tibet Campaign is a worldwide movement of volunteers who wish to highlight the illegal killings and imprisonment of Tibetan people. The Free Tibet Campaign displayed flags during the state visit of the Chinese Premier in London. The Free Tibet flags were confiscated by British police officers. The peaceful protesters were often arrested and dragged away for no apparent reason. Some were even assaulted and beaten by British police officers. I'm not young, haven't got long hair in dreadlocks and I've not covered in rings all over the shop. I've always felt strongly about Tibet and about what's going on in China on the political front. Uh, the number of, uh, the fact that they've still got detainees in prison who were at Tiananmen Square 10 or 11 years ago. That is bloody awful and uh, something has to be done. And I think in a case like this where the government won't do anything, it's always down to the people to do something instead. Free Tibet! Free Tibet! Free Tibet! Free Tibet! The police officers carrying out these illegal arrests are mostly members of Freemasonry. Freemasonry is more than just a secret society. Freemasonry is actually a religion. Freemasons pray to a tripantheon god, one facet of which is the warmongering Baal deity. Freemasonry is the most popular occult religion amongst police officers, judges and barristers such as Mr. Tony Blair. The spiritual master and head of state in Tibet is the Dalai Lama. He was refused an audience with Queen Elizabeth of Great Britain. However, the British royal family, who have members that are active Freemasons, greeted the leader of the murdering communist Chinese government with a full state ceremony. Clements Kuby and Mike Lemley are two filmmakers who have made excellent documentaries about the tyrannical genocide in Tibet. It is clear from these films that Kurt Weidemann of the Washington State Department utterly denies the evidence of genocide against Tibet. Official U.S. policy has consistently regarded Tibet as a part of China, although an autonomous region within China. 
My crime was that in 1959, I signed a statement saying that Tibet was an independent country. For that, I spent 17 years in Chinese prisons and concentration camps. We, we have no evidence at this point that the Chinese government is engaged in any policy or in any actions aimed at wiping out the Tibetans or, in short, um, reflecting a policy of genocide either against the Tibetan people themselves or against their culture. I mean, Tibetans are no longer wearing Tibetan clothes. Uh, Tibetans are not talking Tibetan, all the Chinese. Wearing Chinese, it is a blue uniform, everybody. And the monasteries are no longer is a monastery, and no monks are there. They used to have mobile clinics, which would go from village to village and just get the women together and get them sterilized. Or even women who were pregnant in their ninth month were made to abort their children. At one point in this interview, we see that his mind control programming breaks down. What about self-determination for Tibetans? On the BBC Newsnight program, we see a Chinese government minister also displaying signs of heavy mind control. Can you explain to us on the political situation um, why there has been no response from your government to the Dalai Lama's proposal in Strasbourg of some uh, nearly three years ago now about an arrangement between uh, him and uh, fellow Tibetans and your government? Uh, in 1988, in Strasbourg, the Dalai Lama proposed to make Tibet a democratic political entity governed by itself, which maintains relations of alliance with China. And what does it mean? Well, it's suggesting, uh, he's suggesting that they be given autonomy in internal affairs, that yeah. they give to you control. I just control. Quote, uh, what he said uh, in, his, in his proposal. It's nothing new. We think it's nothing new, but another version of the statement that China holds only suzerainty, not sovereignty over Tibet. We heard of this kind of clamoring at, at the beginning of this century in order to divide China. That phrase also means that the, uh, the Dalai Lama advocates Tibetan independence. And we have all repeatedly said that China's sovereignty over Tibet can never be denied. Nor, neither independence nor semi-independence or disguised independence will be tolerated. Thirdly, uh, the, Dalai, the Dalai Lama's proposal favored transforming Tibet into a peace, peace zone or a buffer state among the great powers uh, through uh, demilitarization or neutrality. But a peace zone or neutral zone involves the problem of state sovereignty and international safeguards. 
So it is out of the question for a country to establish in one of its regions a peace zone or a neutral zone with its neighbors. Get on with it. Say what you have to say. When the Jews return to Zion and a comet rips the sky and the Holy Roman Empire rises, then you and I must die. From the eternal sea, he rises, creating armies on either shore, turning man against his brother, till man exists no more. The book of Revelations predicted it all. Well, I'm not here to listen to a sermon. It is by means of a human personality entirely in his possession that Satan will wage his last formidable offense. You said that my Go wife Go to was... the town of Megiddo in the old city of Jezreel. There see the old man, Buganagan. He alone can describe how the child must die. Look here. He will not be saved by the lamb, will be torn by the beast. Will you stop? Your son, Mr. Thorne, the son of the devil. He will kill the unborn child. Then he will kill your wife. And when he is certain to inherit all that is yours, then, Mr. Thorne, he will kill you. That's enough. And with your wealth and power, he will establish his counterfeit kingdom here on Earth, receiving his power directly from Satan. You're insane. He must die, Mr. Thorne. Go to the city of Megiddo. See Buchenhagen before it's too late. You'll see me in hell, Mr. Thorne. There we will share out our sentence. The Kabbalah is a collection of Jewish magical texts which were given to mankind via psychic communion with a fallen angel called Raziel. Raziel is one of a pantheon of so-called fallen angels who serve the light bringer Lucifer. The Kabbalah 
describes the many angels and demons who inhabit the spiritual realm. The Kabbalah gives Kabbalists a road map called the Tree of Life, which explains how to invoke and communicate with these powerful spirits. The magical information in the Kabbalah originates from Babylon, but did not reach Europe in printed form until the 11th and 12th centuries. The sacred books of the Kabbalah are just a few thousand words long, but they contain complex descriptions of a spherical Earth, parallel universes, and the atomic nature of matter, ideas which have become common doctrine amongst modern physicists and astronomers. How could such complex information be contained in a group of ancient texts barely larger than an average magazine? The answer is that the Kabbalah is written in code. Codes are used to conceal multi-layered complex information which would later be studied by medieval alchemists. Sir Isaac Newton and many leading scientists studied the rich occult sciences within the Kabbalah. There was a time when mysticism, religion, alchemy, astronomy and astrology were studied as one Kabbalistically based tradition. Jewish physicist Albert Einstein conveyed pages and pages of complex calculations in a simple five-symbol code. E equals MC squared. Modern-day quantum physics, chaos theory, and the notion of parallel universes can all be traced back to the original texts of the ancient Kabbalah. The higher secrets of the Kabbalah included instructions on how to kill a person with just one look. This is called the Evil Eye. The magical name for the Evil Eye is En-Ha-Ra. In a wax cylinder recording made in 1921, we can hear British black magician and part-time espionage agent, Alistair Crowley, invoking the fallen demon angel, Raziel, and En-Ra-Ha, the evil eye. Since medieval times, 
the Kabbalists have been considered a race of magicians. The rabbis used shaman-type techniques to induce altered states of consciousness. Fasting, flagellation, and burying oneself up to the neck were all techniques used to prepare the rabbi magician for a battle through the seven portals of the Kabbalistic Tree of Life, where they would eventually meet the supreme deity in a realm called the Merkaba. Ritual sex magic was also practiced amongst some Jewish cults. A strange version of vampirism, or blood drinking, is still practiced to this day by many rabbis who suck the blood from the freshly severed foreskin of newborn babies. The collection of texts called the Kabbalah were eventually transcribed by Rabbi Isaac the Blind in Provence in the south of France during the 12th century. For the first time in its 6,000 year history, the ancient magical techniques of invoking fallen demonic angels and killing someone using the evil eye were put down on paper. The Kabbalistic writings of Isaac the Blind fell into the hands of a group of nine French noblemen. These noblemen became known as the Knights Templar. The word cabal meaning a group who conspire together, comes from the word Kabbalah. One such Kabbal, who were to later inspire a whole armada of black magic cults and Freemasonry, were the so-called Knights Templar. They laughingly called themselves the Poor Knights of Christ, but these men were far from poor. They deliberately styled themselves as monks so that they could go about their Luciferian Kabbalistic studies and conduct business without being taxed nor arouse suspicion from the Vatican. The Kabbalistic higher secrets of ritual sodomy, the evil eye, chanting incantations, necromancy, blood sacrifice and invoking the fallen angels in service to Lucifer fascinated the French Knights Templar. They realized that the Kabbalah originated in Palestine and once they had realized that the Kabbalah was the key to untold spiritual magical power they cunningly planned a bloody crusade to Palestine in order to search for more Kabbalistic and magical artifacts. Solomon was a biblical king who is accredited with inspiring large parts of the corpus of works we now know as the Kabbalah. The Knights Templar arrived in Palestine with one main goal to stop the Muslims from gaining any knowledge about the Kabbalah. 
Historical Islamic oral accounts from the 12th century testify to a sickening crusade of plunder, torture, murder and sexual depravity. The Knights Templar, once they had discovered the magical teachings of the Kabbalah, were dedicated utterly to destroying its origins so that they might hold its secrets exclusively. Archaeologists have found ample evidence of tunnels constructed by the Templars in Jerusalem. They are widely believed to have found and brought back to Europe the fabled Holy Grail. The so-called Holy Grail is actually a set of higher magical teachings. It is not an object, but a piece of information. Utterly Kabbalistic in its origin, the Holy Grail is the highest Kabbalistic secret. That is, that physical matter can be transformed molecule by molecule by the use of incantations of ancient Hebrew letters and numbers, and that the nature of reality is really an illusion. After 200 years of Kabbalistic magic and bloodthirsty crusades, wantonly murdering children, women and engaging in ritualized sodomy, the French Knights Templar were rounded up, tortured and executed. Many confessions told of the Knights Templar monks invoking evil spirits and implanting these spirits into animals such as cats. Various black magic artefacts were confiscated from castles owned by the Knights Templar, including silver caskets containing desiccated heads and skulls. The Knights Templar referred to these heads as Baphomets. They were placed at the center of a round table. Templars would then conduct a seance invoking the spirit of Lucifer to speak through the head. The most damning information exposed them as anti-Christs. Several Knights Templar confessed that the image of Jesus was spat upon and trampled during Kabbalistic rituals a satanic tradition which is still practiced to this day at lodges of the Ordo Templi Orientis, which was once headed by Alistair Crowley's. Many Knights Templar bribed their way out of prison and escaped to Scotland and the Mediterranean island of Malta. They first renamed themselves the Sovereign Knights of Malta, and then, after establishing trade routes to North America long before Christopher Columbus, they re-emerged in Scotland, calling themselves Freemasons. All versions of Freemasonry, Rosicrucianism, the Skull and Bones, the Palladian Rite of Freemasonry, Co-Masonry, 
Scottish Rite Masonry, the Ku Klux Klan, and Crowley's Ordo Templi Orientis are derived from the original Kabbalistic rituals of the Knights Templar. The Kabbalistic banishing ritual of the pentagram was in part performed by Queen Elizabeth II during her coronation ceremony in 1952. The ritual was based on the lesser banishing of the pentagram ritual designed by Alastair Crowley for the Golden Dawn secret society. There comes now yet another ancient ceremony. The great officers of state and the bishops and the nobles who have borne the swords, the scepters and other regalia move to the steps of the throne which stands upon its dais. This throne, like the raised floor of the theater itself, is descended from those days 1,500 years ago when the early kings sat for their crowning upon a mound of earth. So today, the queen will ascend the steps of her throne, there symbolically to be lifted into it by the archbishop and the earl marshal, in the sight today of a great multitude of people. It is at the moment that she is seated upon her throne that she takes possession of her kingdom.
During the 1930s and 1940s, the OTO Lodge in California was headed by a brilliant young rocket designer called Jack Parsons. Jack Parsons developed patented rocket technology, which is still in use by NASA to this day. NASA named a crater on the dark side of the moon in honor of Jack Parsons. Jack Parsons worked during the day to develop rocket propulsion systems which would serve NASA's space program, which was controlled by ex-Nazi SS officers such as Werner von Braun, who had been brought to the USA by the CIA's Project Paperclip. At night, Jack Parsons would hold sex magic rituals in his house in Pasadena and initiate fellow scientists at the Los Alamos Atomic Bomb Laboratory. Jack Parsons was fully aware of what his rocket designs would eventually be used for. Not far from Jack Parsons' rocket lab in Pasadena, Robert Oppenheimer was building the world's first atom bomb, which would be exploded at Los Alamos, near a place called the Road of Death, which lies on the 33rd degree parallel. Once installed as the head of the OTO's American operation, Jack Parsons conducted a giant satanic ritual, aided by a fellow OTO member with the codename Freighter H. In 1948, the same year that George Bush Sr. was baptized as Magog, Jack Parsons undertook one of the most dark rituals known to Kabbalists. The Babylon working. This ritual requires the initiate to visualize the Kabbalistic tree of life with its 10 spheres and 22 connecting pathways. Between the top three spheres and the lower seven spheres, there is the so-called abyss, the place where one's personality, possibly even one's sanity, is potentially destroyed. If the initiate successfully spans the abyss with personality intact, then he becomes a black brother of the Kabbalah, a black magician of the so-called left-hand path. In the tradition of Judaic mysticism, these black magicians are utter evil and are in themselves pestilence. This giant Babylon working ritual saw Parsons, aided by his magical protege, Freighter H, project their astral bodies into the dark abyss of Lucifer. 1948 saw George Bush Sr. baptized in the name of Magog, 
the spirit who would lead the army of demons against Christ at the apocalypse of Armageddon. That same year, Jack Parsons baptised himself as Balerion Armilas al-Dajjal, the Antichrist. Parsons took on the ancient Judaic teaching that Christ and his church were the enemy of civilization and that they had to be destroyed. On a 40-day pilgrimage in the Mojave Desert, the place where Area 51 now resides, Parsons summoned forth Babylon, the Scarlet Woman, the Whore of the Apocalypse, the consort of the great beast, Satan 666. According to the mysterious Freighter H, during the ritual he saw Parsons rip a hole in space-time and something evil flew in. So who was the mysterious Freighter H? None other than the author and inventor of the new cult religion of Scientology, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Former initiate of Aleister Crowley's OTO, Hubbard wrote a so-called sacred text called Dianetics, which now has an inspired following of evangelical millionaires in Hollywood, just as the Kabbalah training schools are now brim full of people who had their interest in these Judaic magical techniques inspired by Britney Spears and Madonna. Jack Parsons had a sex magic partner in the OTO named Marjorie Cameron. Whilst staying with her friend Renata Drooks in Hollywood, Marjorie Cameron confessed that she had been part of the Babylon working ritual. She said that it had been devised by Jack Parsons, L. Ron Hubbard, Alistair Crowley and Manhattan Project scientists based at the Los Alamos Atomic Bomb Research Unit headed by scientist Robert Oppenheimer. Marjorie Cameron confessed that during the Babylon working ritual assisted by L. Ron Hubbard, Jack Parsons had impregnated her at the point when the spirit of the Antichrist was bestowed upon him. Cameron Parsons had been made pregnant with the Antichrist.
they were breeding what the Kabbalah describes as a golem or a golem. is an artificially created humanoid usually made from dead human body parts which is animated by the magician chanting incantations and mantras these magical voice sounds are what Kabbalists call twilight language Isaac Bashevis Singer winner of the Nobel Prize for Literature, once wrote, the Kabbalah teaches that dead matter is not really dead, but can be brought to life as a golem by chanting mantras. The Talmud speaks of Rabbi Rava, who had the power to create golems. We are living in an epoch of golem makers right now. In the horrific film, Rosemary's Baby, directed by Roman Polanski, a satanic cult in New York, led by a character based on Alistair Crowley, summon forth Satan to impregnate a young girl and breed an antichrist golem child. Interestingly, the devil in Rosemary's Baby is played by none other than Anton LaVey, founder of the American Church of Satan. Jack Parsons told his former master that the fetus of the golem was later extracted from the womb of Cameron Parsons by government agents who delivered the fetus to a special team at the Manhattan Project Atomic Bomb Facility. Six years ago, American broadcaster Alex Jones and his cameraman, Mike Hansen, infiltrated Bohemian Grove, a gigantic private forest owned by the Bohemian Club of San Francisco. For 130 years, the Bohemian Club has been holding rituals for two weeks each summer in a private 2,000-acre redwood forest.
There was a surprising development in the summer of 2005. A Bohemian Grove employee decided to videotape some of the activities in the Grove and to give us the footage. The footage you're seeing was shot on a tiny digital camera, so the quality isn't the best, but the images are powerful. The individual that gave us this footage asked that we not release their name. Our source was able to confirm what we had seen in internal Bohemian Grove documents and annals that the elite of the elite attend the Grove. The Grove's own internal annals brag that the Manhattan Project for the plan to create the A-bomb was hatched inside this building known as the Chalet. The Strategic Defense Initiative, better known as Star Wars, was also the brainchild of Grove members and was born inside the Chalet. Our source worked at the Grove in the summer of 2004 and the summer of 2005, and he was able to obtain two program covers for the cremation of care ceremony as well as a 2005 membership list, which reads like a who's who of U.S. and European elite. Former President Jimmy Carter, former President George Herbert Walker Bush, President Bush, Henry Kissinger, George Shultz, the list goes on and on. When it came to create the modern equivalent of the Philosopher's Stone, to master alchemy at its highest level, changing one element into another, changing uranium into plutonium, one of the highest secrets of alchemy. Where did the S1 Uranium Committee of the Manhattan Project meet? Well, they of course consummated their alchemical knowledge in the Bohemian Grove. Amongst ancient trees, grown men listened to the manic laughter of Satan, wearing owl masks and black robes. It was here, at Bohemian Grove, that the consummation of thousands of years of alchemical atomic research took place. Nothing less than the birth of the bomb. American author Michael Hoffman, in his book Secret Societies and Psychological Warfare, speculates that the golem fetus may have been placed inside a giant 25-foot-long, 12-foot-in-diameter canister, which was photographed at the Los Alamos Atomic Bomb Test Range. This mysterious canister was nicknamed Jumbo. It was made of solid lead and cement. It is conceivable that the fetus was placed in the center of the canister and then irradiated with the blast of the world's first atomic bomb, thus infusing the demon child with what Kabbalists call the demonic force 
of atomic fire. You have a grandstand seat here to one of the most momentous events in the history of science. In less than a minute, you will see the most powerful explosion ever witnessed by human eyes. The blast will come out of the horizon just about there. And this is the significance of the moment. This is the first full-scale test of a hydrogen device. If the reaction goes, we're in the thermonuclear era. For the sake of all of us, and for the sake of our country, I know that you join me in wishing this expedition well. It is now 30 seconds to zero time. Put on goggles or turn away. Do not remove goggles or face first until 10 seconds after the first light. Minus 15 seconds. Minus 10 seconds. Five, four, three, two. Two years later, Parsons revealed to his mother that his golem child had lived and that it was female. A fan of ancient Indian mantras was the evil genius Robert Oppenheimer. His team of Manhattan Project scientists took advanced alchemy to its absolute evil limits. scientists, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, named the first atomic bomb Trinity. Was this in reference to the Christian Trinity? Or is it a veiled reference to the great beast, the scarlet woman, and the antichrist? Welcome 
to what Alistair Crowley called the eon of Thelema. Thelema is the Greek word for willpower. This, as we shall see in the third volume of the Illuminati, is the age of Thelema, where the whole of humanity is being processed, bombarded with images of death. This is the new world order.